The Bible Study Podcast, episode 491. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of Proverbs with chapter 29. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We're getting close to the end of Proverbs, three chapters left, counting this one, and this one has 27 Proverbs today. And it goes like this. Whoever remains stiff-necked after many rebukes will suddenly be destroyed without remedy. We think when people rebuke us that that's a bad thing. It feels like it hurts our pride. Well, it does hurt our pride. But what this is talking about is when you're rebukes, it's saying that you did something wrong and you're being rebuked so that you can correct. And if you're rebuked many times and you don't listen, you remain stiff-necked, guess what? Eventually bad things will happen. When the righteous thrive, the people rejoice. When the wicked rule, the people groan. We should therefore pray and pray really hard that the righteous will thrive and the wicked won't rule. A man who loves wisdom brings joy to his father, but a companion of prostitutes squanders his wealth. Well, yes. (laughs) Yeah, don't do that. And I'm hoping that the reason for don't doing that is fairly obvious. One is it's wrong. It's something that is against the will of God. But also, it doesn't buy anything of long-term value, right? And there are so many ways in our life that we can spend our money on things that don't give us short-term value but give us pleasure. And I think prostitutes here is not something that... I'm hoping many of you have an actual problem with, but think of the other things in your life where you are buying short-term pleasure instead of long-term joy. By justice, the king gives a country stability, but those who are greedy for bribes tear it down. We sometimes get cynical about people being public servants. It's a term that gets used, and yet we all sort of laugh and say, yes, as if. There certainly are people I... I believe, I hope, that are doing their best within public service to try and make things better. They got into it for a reason. They got into it because of their concern of this particular issue or that particular issue or whatever reason they thought they could make a difference. How different that is if you're getting into that because of the power, because of what you think you can get out of it. What a terrible thing that is because it doesn't build up but tears down. Those who flatter their neighbors are spreading nets for their feet. When you hear flattery in Proverbs, it is not something that is looked favorably on. And in general, we should think of flattery almost always as Proverbs refers to it as dishonest talk that builds you up in order to get something from you. And so it's saying it's spreading a net. It's spreading a trap. Evildoers are snared by their sin, but the righteous shout for joy and are glad. Speaking of traps, just think about sin right now as not evil, but falling short of God's design, falling short of God's desire, because that's what sin means, remember, to miss the mark. So we may not do things that are evil necessarily, although this is talking about evildoers, but we may do things that are still sinful because they fall short of what God wants. They fail to do the right thing or they do the wrong thing. And sometimes it's because we're just too lazy to do the right thing, just because we like the pleasure of the wrong thing. But in any case, it is a trap. Again, that thing of short-term pleasure versus long-term joy. 
Better to be with the righteous and shout for joy. The righteous care about justice for the poor, but the wicked have no such concern. Where are our hearts? How we treat those who don't have power helps us learn whether our hearts are with God, whose hearts are with them, or whether they are not. Mockers stir up a city, but the wise turn away anger. Mockers stir up city. Again, mockers, not somebody who fares very well here in Proverbs. People who are always just trying to get a rise out of people. They stir up a city. They cause problems. They break relationships. But the wise turn away anger. I had one of those situations just last night. Somebody said something on Facebook in a response to something I wrote that my wife really took the wrong way. It was intended, I believe, as a joke, and yet it hurt. And it is easy to hurt with our words, to break things, to break relationships. But if we are wise, we are mending. We mend relationships. We turn away anger. If we think a little more about what we say, about what we tweet, about what we put on Facebook, all of those things will show the wisdom we have. If the wise person goes to court with a fool, the fool rages and scoffs, and there is no peace. That doesn't seem very hopeful for the wise person. It seems like one of those sayings like, don't wrestle with pigs because you'll just get dirty and the pigs like it, that you're not going to win even if you win. The bloodthirsty hate a person of integrity and seek to kill the upright. Why would the bloodthirsty hate a person of integrity? Is it jealousy? Is it resentment? Is it just a desire to pull everybody down to where we are? You've certainly heard the story about the bucket of crabs that you don't have to put a lid on it because if one crab tries to get out, all the others will pull them back into the bucket. I don't know if that's really a true story, but sometimes people do act that way. Fools give vent to their rage, but the wise can bring calm in the end. Again, wisdom brings calm and foolishness brings strife. If a ruler listens to lies, all his officials become wicked. If a ruler listens to lies, all his officials become wicked. How very, very important it is that those with power have wisdom and listen to truth. How very, very dangerous it is when they don't. The poor and the oppressor have this in common. The Lord gives sight to the eyes of both. This strikes me as one of those sayings like, the rain falls on the just and the unjust. And we've talked about that in previous episodes of the Bible Study Podcast, that that means the rain is a good thing. If you've lived through a drought, if you've lived in places where they're doing farming, you understand that rain brings a life. And so in the same way, the poor and the oppressor have this in common. The Lord gives sight to the eyes of both, that God is blessing both those who are poor and those who are oppressed, or that God gave us what he gave us. If a king judges the poor with fairness, his throne will be established forever. How many times will Proverbs tell us in many different words that God cares for those who are powerless like the poor? A rod and a reprimand impart wisdom, but a child left undisciplined disgraces its mother. Again, think of that first verse in this particular chapter about if you don't heed rebukes, that reprimanding and discipline lead to wisdom. When the wicked thrive, so does sin but the righteous will see their downfall. Best not let the wicked thrive. 
This is a verse that is saying that we as the people of God need to stand against wickedness, need to stand against injustice, lest the wicked thrive and the righteous see their downfall. Discipline your children and they will give you peace. They will bring you the delights you desire. I have a couple of delightful children. You probably don't know my kids. Some of you do. But I find them just utterly delightful. They are wonderful kids. They are older kids now. They are adults, uh, 27 and 28. But I completely understand they were disciplined. They were disciplined by especially their mother, who just let them know what the rules were and enforced them effectively, enforced them, enforced them consistently, and that is a good thing, and it helps raise good kids. Where there is no revelation, people cast off restraint, but blessed is the one who heeds wisdom's instruction. Again, like that first verse in this chapter, heeding instruction, listening to rebukes, it's how we gain wisdom. Servants cannot be corrected by mere words, though they understand they will not respond. It doesn't tell us, though, how to do it. Words are hard. Words seem like they should be in situations more useful. I know with the political divide that there is in this country, it seems like words are completely ineffective. We don't listen to each other anymore. And I wish this proverb gave us some other suggestions. Do you see someone who speaks in haste? There is more hope for a fool than for them. Again, part of being wise is pausing and thinking before you speak, tweet, or put an update on Facebook. A servant pampered from youth will turn out to be insolent. I think that's true with all people. If we are pampered, if we always get our way, it doesn't make us better people. One of the things we're supposed to learn from our mothers is that it's not all about us. And we're better people when we do. An angry person stirs up conflict, and a hot-tempered person commits many sins. I think it's a third different way we've got this in this particular chapter. What do we bring to a situation? Do we bring peace, or do we bring conflict? Pride brings a person low, but the lowly in spirit gain honor. Pride comes before a fall. The accomplices of thieves are their own enemies. They are put under oath and dare not testify. I don't know that I've spent a lot of time with thieves, or at least in not talking about the art of thievery. But you can see that if what you care about is getting things, and you don't care how you get them, and you don't care who you hurt in getting them, that you're not going to be the best friend to somebody else who feels that way too. You can see why you might betray someone who has those same values. Fear of man will prove to be a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. So let's trust in the Lord. Even when things seem bleak, even when we're frustrated, even when we're scared. Many seek an audience with a ruler, but it is from the Lord that one gets justice, which is good even when we're weak, even when we're scared. The righteous detest the dishonest. The wicked detest the upright. We again are called to stand for truth. We are called to stand for honesty in all situations, big and little. Whether it be as you're filling out your taxes here in the next couple months, doing it to the penny, or whether it be how you vote, or whether it be what you say about people behind their back, we're called to be gracious 
and we're called to be honest. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. A powerful prayer life does not require hiking a mountain to be able to hear from God. God can meet us right in the middle of our busy lives to help, guide, and speak to us through prayer. I'm Christina Patterson, host of the Teach Us to Pray podcast, providing practical teaching and encouragement on how you can make prayer a natural and consistent part of your everyday life. I promise it won't require hiking a mountain, but you just might develop the faith to move one. Listen and subscribe at lifeaudio.com.